nothing this world has ever seen. All right, what up, what up, what up, America? I am going to be talking to you like a late-night romantic comedy uh, host. Um, I am still nursing my voice, uh, losing my voice. I guess it's laryngitis or whatever. I'm actually really prone to it. And so uh, it's going to be interesting, you guys, hearing me talk in this low, uh, serious kind of voice. But it's because I actually have... A lot of speaking events coming up, and and that is the only setback to, uh, you know, when you speak for mm-hmm. a living, and you know, singers and stuff obviously have to deal with this. <clears throat> you don't really get a chance to not talk and let your voice heal, and so when you get something like laryngitis, it lasts so much longer because. You just have to keep talking. I talk for a living. And so, um, anyway, so uh, today, uh, first of all, I want to update you guys. I realize that I have not been doing a very good job of updating everyone on speaking events and speaking schedules, et cetera, et cetera. And so I am going to tell you guys briefly where I'm going to be so far as I know it this month. Tomorrow, I will actually be back in Charlotte at 4 p.m. for the Freedom Rally at uh, Freedom House Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you're in North Carolina, I would love to see you out there. Um, And then Saturday, I am actually, uh, for the first time ever, Uh, I never thought that we would get to this point, but I am speaking at the pre-show before President Trump speaks at the Save America rally in Florence, South Carolina. So, (laughs) so yeah, you know, there's only going to be like, I don't know, 50,000 people there. No big deal. Uh, No pressure (laughs) by any means. And then on the 16th, I'll be in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, helping my friend Anna Paulina um, at a fundraising event for her and her run for Congress. And then on the 19th, I will be in Naples. That's a good, that's a good area. I've uh, been there before for Patriot Fest. Um, I kept wanting to say Freedom Fest for some reason, but it's Patriot Fest. I'll be there. Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be there. Madison Cawthorn. A lot of people are going to be speaking at that. Um, So far, that's all I know for, for, for this month. But either way, they're all coming up in the next two weeks. And so I've got to get my voice better. Uh, especially before Saturday. Honestly, I don't really care if my voice is kind of bad for everything else. Saturday, Saturday is pretty big deal. So I gotta, I gotta try to, uh, get my voice better for that. So, um, today you're going to be hearing a lot of that this episode. I'm sorry. I don't care. Uh, you, this, Hey, got to push through it people hey i can edit those out <laughs> and we got a shoot we got a show to do well no because then everything i just said won't make sense i can edit that out <laughs> <laughs> i can edit this entire show um the title of this episode you might find kind of weird kind of funny or not funny but kind of interesting i guess is a better word and so um you know, after the congressional campaign, I've been doing a lot of thinking, been doing a lot of processing about um, where I want all of this stuff to go moving forward. Um, and it occurred to me that when we got into the campaign, 
everything that we did, although still rooted in, you know, what we've done for the past six years, it became purely about politics. And what I used to do that I really enjoyed, the thing that I enjoyed the most was talking politics, but also within society and culture of, of relevancy. Right. And I, and I would always try to put them together, um, you know, and I would say it'd be 40% political, 60%, you know, life, uh, and society. And now I would say that it's, you know, 95% political and 5%, uh, life and society. And so, um, you know, we're talking about what that looks like moving forward. And, and so the title of this episode is called God first America second. And, um, uh, I really like, uh, I've always really enjoyed, uh, doing play on words. Obviously I am an America first, uh, conservative. Uh, I believe in America first policies. Um, however, I also am an American until America no longer is a Christian nation. And then I'm a Christian first. Um, if that makes sense. So it's Christian American, <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if that makes sense. And so the title of this episode is God first American next, not you notice how I said that I didn't say America second, just God first America next. And I want to talk about today, we're not going to talk about, Ru we're not talking about Russia, we're not talking about Ukraine, God almighty, I, I feel like... We've talked about that a lot lately. The past seven episodes, it's been about Russia and Ukraine, and and, and, and me and Zach were just sitting here talking, and, and we're even considering moving our podcast category out of news and putting it in society and culture category, because that, to me encompasses everything that I actually want to do society and culture. You can talk about the things that are going on in the news, but then you can also talk about things that, that, that matter uh, for a long period of time. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, we, we put out uh, three episodes a week now. And so people can't, not everybody can listen to every episode exactly when it comes out. And, and I realized the other day that we're making episodes that two weeks from now are irrelevant. Because mm -hmm. the news cycle changes so much and so frequently. And, and, and so I, I don't want people to freak out and be like, oh, my God, you're not going to talk. No, of course I am. Right. Just like I always have. What I'm telling you is that what I really want to do and what I think is really important is we also need to bring back the other side of it, which yeah. is life, love marriage, kids, uh, you know, uh, trying to maneuver through this incredibly complex, uh, world that we find ourselves mm -hmm. in. Um, and, and I want to talk about specifically how I think that we have to move forward with life. And, and so, like I said, the title of this episode is God first American next. And I really want to discuss today with you uh, some things that I've been feeling and some things that I've been working through. And maybe, perhaps, it will speak to you. Perhaps, it will inspire you. Um, 
<laughs> perhaps you'll hate it. Uh, let me know, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Let me know what you think, um, and if this is a direction that you guys would like. It's what it's what I'm feeling. It's what my soul, I guess you would say, is telling me to do. A, a lot of people don't realize we're just at five weeks ago, the campaign ending, mm-hmm. and unlike. Most people, when they end a major, uh, you know, federal campaign like that, most people disappear for like four to six months. Take a break. And try to figure out what it is they're going to do. Well, I don't get the op- option to do that because we have this show and we have responsibilities and, and we have sponsors and, and, and all this other stuff. And so g- instead of hiding it from you guys, I figure the best way to do it is be more transparent again and and open back up and let you guys know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm wrestling with in real time. So again, the title of this episode is God First, America Next, and I'm going to tell you what has inspired this episode after this sponsor. All right, guys, inflation is out of control, and we see that more than ever in the grocery store. Prices keep hitting a new all-time high for meat and seafood. Cooking and grilling at home used to be the way to save money. Now it's a way to spend even more. Across the board, it's up nearly 20%. And it's not even America meat, it's China meat. That's right. The vast majority, up to 80% of the meat, if you can find it on the shelves, bear shells, Biden, if you can find it, it's uh, most likely from China or Australia. That's why you need to support Good Ranchers. Right now, you can get $30 off their already low prices by visiting GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. You can do a one-time order or subscribe and save an additional $25 on each box. Plus, when you subscribe, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. You can't lock in the prices at a grocery store, but you can lock it in at Good Ranchers. So, get your $30 discount on prime steaks and better than organic chicken Today, go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to save on the quality you've been looking for. Good Ranchers takes the guesswork out of the grocery store by sourcing everything from local farms and shipping to your door. Use my code G-R-A-H-A-M and enjoy your box of 100% American meat and $30 savings. Order now from GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. The other day, I had like an hour and a half long conversation with a uh, a pastor friend of mine housed in Texas. Um, his name is Micah Berto, and uh, he is the senior pastor for the house in uh, Sacramento, uh, Modesto, uh, the house in San Diego, and the house Fort Worth. That's, that's where he actually is. And when I was living in Texas, that's the church we attended. And so me and him became good friends. Um, and, uh, I don't agree with everything he says, just like he doesn't agree with everything that I say, um, which I think is very healthy. And I actually think that that's the way that it's supposed to be. Oh yeah. Christians should be able to disagree with each other and still be able to be able to work together. Correct. Correct. And, and I believe that there is a full spectrum of being a Christian and, 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 you know, we all have our certain roles, right? Uh, and forever, some of the biggest conversations that me and Micah have had, um, is I 
despise prosperity gospel churches. I just don't like them because I think that it's it's the equivalent of telling your kid their entire life that they're a great singer and they suck, and then they show up on American Idol and embarrass themselves mm-hmm. because their whole life they've been told, oh, well, I can be this and I can be that. Well, no, you can't. Like you've got you've got a lot of talents. That that's just not one of them. And so anyway, so he he posted a reel from uh, one of his sermons the other day, and it's super quick. It's a reel, but I want you to listen to it because um, I thought that it was a really good description of what I'm talking about, and I think it's going to be a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about today arguments what they care about most because we would rather win arguments than win souls in these days and i want to get to a place where it matters to be like y'all don't tell me that because i speak truth i get it but at some point truth must be coupled with grace but grace must be coupled with truth we must live in the tension of both we have a world to win to win over but at the same time we have to love on them Spitting facts. So I like that a lot. You can tell by people's arguments, you know, where they're at. Um, And I like Micah because he believes that the church has. So, so I like what he said there. As Christians, we have to live in the tension of both between truth and grace, right? Um, I believe truly in my heart. 97.8% of churches in America right now have leaned all the way, (laughs) metaphorically, just for this example, to the left uh, on just nothing but grace, right? Nothing but grace. That's it. Well, we can't tell people the truth because that will hurt their feelings and then they won't come here to church anymore. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to do a hundred percent grace teaching prosperity gospels you know if you believe in god things are going to be awesome and it's all going to work out and blah 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 blah, this this and that and i will say if i can do uh self you know opposition research on myself i would say that you know i i i am very open and honest that i am a christian but because i have gone into this uh department of what i do and uh there was another pastor who was talking about that you know god god may be telling you to do something right and and he may be telling you that you need to make a move but you misunderstand what what he's saying he's like no no no. i i didn't tell you to quit your job i told you to switch departments in the same job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that's why I'm talking to you guys about making a slight shift into how we go about things. I'm not talking about stopping speaking. I, I'm talking about making a slight shift in direction because I'm not a politician. All right. Um, I ran in a political race. Uh, I saw what I saw. I hated it. I hate what I saw. What I saw made me disdain our government even more than I did before. Um, and it made me realize that what we actually need are people with platforms and people with voices that will speak boldly, not just for America first policies in trying to save America for our children and our children's children, but also from a Christian perspective, uh, and, and speaking the truth, uh, that, you know, America doesn't exist without God. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, America would not exist today if it was not for God. And somewhere along the way, we lost that. And somewhere along the way, churches lost that. And somewhere along the way, I lost myself um, in trying to uh, pursue a political career. And, and you know, I believe that life is all about uh, recognizing where you went wrong and recognizing where your flaws are. And we've got so many people today that are so holier than now, if you're a Christian or uh, arrogant, if you're secular, whatever you want to call it, that will never acknowledge, you know what? Oh, you know, I didn't fail. I learned and da, da, da. Well, that may be true, but you learned because you failed. Yeah. Right. Like I I love, you know, I love manipulation of words and and, and making it powerful for, for different people. But, but I think we do a, a major disservice when we don't talk about, no, 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 you failed <laughs> like, right? Like, like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's never a failure. It's, it's a, it's a learn. And so therefore it's a win. No, no, we need to learn how to fail right in yeah. life. We need to learn to admit, no, 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 no. We failed out of that failure. I learned what we're doing is we're teaching people. Oh, you didn't fail. You just learned. No, you failed. And out of that failure, you learned. Mm-hmm. See what I mean by the prosperity gospel thing there that we're doing yeah. with people like we're removing the impact of people learning how to self-acknowledge failure, deal with other people knowing that they failed, and then moving past that acceptance of failure and that public opinion of failure and moving into a better direction. So, you know, the truth of the matter is, no matter the fact that President Trump asked me to step out of the race, no matter what, I failed. I didn't win. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the truth. I, I didn't. I failed. Okay, I failed on a national uh, public level. Also, where I failed, um, I got away from speaking what I wanted to speak because I believed it to be important and got more into a line of just knowing what works yeah, and, and saying only what works because that's the game. That's the system. That's the world that we're in. And I think the same thing has happened to the church. Pastors these days don't spend a week you know, prepping, uh, you know, uh, a, a message and, you know, lining it with scripture to back up what they're saying and what they're thinking. Uh, nowadays, a lot of churches all are involved in like this major distribution center where they literally send out the messages for the pastors. You know how you all probably go to some churches and they have the little pamphlets printed out with like the spaces where they tell you to write the words in and all that stuff. A lot of those churches are involved in even bigger organizational churches that all send out the message. And then it's the preacher's job just to put their own little unique touch on it. Well, and so much of the stuff today is that it's feel good. It's like, they're just trying to like please the audience when, Real Christianity, real preaching should step on your toes. Well, correct. And, and so going back to what Mike has said, we ha- we as Christians, we have to figure out how to live in the tension of both. Mm-hmm. Well, me, Graham Allen, as the persona, and I'm doing the air quotations for those of you who are listening, 
I used to very well live in the tension of being a Christian and talking about real life things that actually mattered and then dipping my nose into conservative politics at the same time. You know, me and Micah had, you know, it was like an hour conversation, but I'll tell you this one thing that he said, you know, our government's corrupt. I know this. Everybody knows this. I mean, it's bad. And here's the truth, okay, if we want to be really honest. Uh, and, and I've had this conversation a lot before, so I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't already know. Um, unless we're able to get 300 America First conservatives in office at the same time, nothing's really going to happen. Not really. Mm-hmm. We're going to take back majority in 22. But we're still going to have a bunch of weak-spined Republicans that have an R at the end of their name that are still going to be in there. And it's not going to be America first people. It's not going to be people that are actually for the people. It's going to be people that even though they're Republicans and they're in the GOP, they still don't give a crap about you. And they think that they're better than you. In 2024, I do. I believe Trump's going to run. Um, I believe it's going to be a much harder battle than people think it is, but I do. I believe that Trump is going to win in 2024, but then in 2026, I think we'll lose the majority again and the Democrats will have a surge and they'll get the house and the Senate back in 26. And then in 28, a Democrat will be a president again. And then in 30 Republicans will take the House and the Senate back again. And then in 32, it'll be a Republican president again. It is an endless cycle. And what I have been dealing with here lately. Oh, let me finish what Micah said. So he was going off of that. He's like, I know our government's corrupt. He said, but right here, right now, I've got people that even outside of the country's issues they're losing their marriage. Their kids are telling them that they're gay or that they want to be a, a, a trans person. And they don't know how to handle that in a real life perspective because their kids are going to indoctrination camps mm-hmm. telling them, oh, well, you can be whatever you want to be and you can be this and you can be that. Um, I have, you know, people in the church right now that are dealing with depression, anxiety, uh, substance abuse, thoughts of suicide. Um, I've got people in the church that can't even look past their own doorstep because they're dealing with things internally in their soul right now on top of the country. Yeah. And it's kind of like, this is where this is where I've been having this the, the this revolution or this 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 epiphany is a better word of myself. I keep having this nagging feeling in my soul that I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, obviously, I've had a lot of success doing this, um, but the success has come because I've believed and I've loved what I've talked about. And I talk about it because I believe that it's important Mm -hmm. and I believe that it's necessary. And the success has come with that here lately, the past year specifically is what I'm talking about. I feel like I have just been going through the motions 
because I was running for office. And I just can't live that way anymore. And I know some of you are not Christians that listen to this program. Well, I am. I feel like I've done a really good job of, you know, balancing those things for people to hear what I have to say. But, but it's time for, for us and it's time for you, the listener, to get back to what's actually going to fix things in this country. Because what I've learned is if you believe the Bible, America doesn't make it, right? But the Bible is very clear that we're supposed to fight anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody knows the day, the hour, whatnot, but, but, but we're supposed to fight the end, okay? What I'm telling you is if we don't fix our society, if we don't fix the nuclear family in this world, if we don't do those things, it doesn't matter who gets elected to office. It doesn't matter because I'm telling you that I am telling you. It ain't, we're never going to red wave it enough that we're going to truly take it over and everything's going to be fine and everything's going to be great. That's just not the way politics work. And it's very sad, but it's the truth. And we have to start talking about the truth again. So we not only have to talk about what's going on as a nation and fight back against democratic socialists and straight up communism that's trying to take over our land, trying to take over our values, uh, these extreme CRT, LGBTQA1 sauce plus whatever it is that they have. What's the actual acronym now? Let's see. It's LGBTQA plus something. LGBTIQA plus. IQA plus. Okay. Anyway, my point is we also have to take on both the political and the societal at the same time. Mm-hmm. And some people will argue that those are the same things. I would say, no, they're not. Um, politics affects society, but then society has to learn to combat the societal issues that we're facing with not necessarily legislation being passed by a government. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, anytime I talk about Christianity and things like that, people always want to say, nope, separation of church and state, stay away from me. Well, first of all, that's not in the constitution. (laughs) So that's not that that's, that's a letter from Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And and I love people. 99% of you didn't know that. That's the truth. 99% of you listening did not know that. 99% of Americans think that separation of church and state is in the Constitution. That's not true. Okay? And the whole purpose of Thomas Jefferson saying that, and I know I've said this before, but, you know, this is kind of like, you know, uh, don't have sex till marriage, you know, things like that, things that need to keep being repeated. I believe that this needs to keep being repeated. The separation of church and state was to keep the government out of the church. It was not for the church to shut its mouth about things that are going on with the government. That's a big-time distinction there. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of conversations with a lot of pastors. you know. And, and the bigger the church is, the more they have to worry about the IRS. 
because, ooh, you can't talk about this topic or, ooh, you can't talk about that topic because if you do, then the IRS will come down and they'll take your 501c3 away. Um, I still believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the worst thing the church ever did was allow the IRS to give them a tax-free exemption status. Because they gave some control Be- to yes. the government. Yes, by the government saying, we don't want your money because you're a church, they now have control over the church's money because they control what the church is allowed to say and how deep the church is allowed to go. They removed the pastor's ability to speak about what the pastor believes is supposed to be spoken about Mm -hmm. and put it into these categories of things you're allowed to talk about and things you're not allowed to talk about. And if you continue to talk too much about these certain things, then you're in risk of losing your 501c3 status uh, in compliance with the IRS. So think about that for a second, okay? If we can really just think about this, the church now has to be in compliance with what the government, and, and let's remove all the fancy narrative and stuff like this. It's like a legal case, okay? A legal case. There's all this noise, But what the legal case is about is this very specific Mm -hmm. charge that has brought you into a legal case. Everything else is just noise. You know, this person assaulted this person. Everything else, oh, he's a white nationalist or, oh, you know, he or she's a Black Lives Matter activist, da, da, da. All that stuff's just noise. This person assaulted this person. Yeah. That's the charge. Okay. Going back to what I was talking about, the church has now gotten itself in a situation in order to keep the tithes to the church, which is biblical, 100% to the church. So the church can do 100% with God's money, what they see fit to do with God's money. The church has now submitted itself to government rule Mm -hmm. on what they're allowed to say and do and what they're not. That is what has happened to the church. And I think it's a tragedy. I really do. I I think, I think that it is a tragedy. Um, I think that, I think that there is such a fine line in everything. I think that there is such a fine line that we have got to learn to walk as Americans, even if you're not a Christian. Okay. Let's talk to the non-Christians on the Mm -hmm. show for a minute. Okay. You know, I would, I would argue with you (laughs) that if you don't believe there's a thousand genders, if you don't believe that babies should be murdered in the womb, uh, if you believe that we have all equality, period in our country, I would argue that those are biblical principles. They are. Um, And the only reason that those values and those morals and those principles exist is because of Christianity. Um, So I would argue that you have more Christian perspectives than you probably do non-Christian perspectives. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. I understand that some people listening to the show aren't Christian. So let me just, let me just talk to you from a level of understanding here. Uh, I am tired 
of losing touch with you, the listeners, that I am more than I am. I hear it all the time and it bothers me. I go speak at churches and things like that. And, and, and when I'm done, I don't leave. I take pictures. I talk to people, things like that. And everybody always says, you know, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know, I know, you know, that, that, that you're so busy and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What are you thanking me for? I'm just a guy that you took the time out of your day to come listen to the things that I have to say. I'm nobody special and, and, and I'm tired of acting or not acting, but allowing people to think that I am. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing, there's nothing great about me as a person. I've made so many mistakes. I I've messed up in, in every area from marriage, friendship, fatherhood to business owner, uh, to employee. I wasn't the best employee, uh, even <laughs> when I had a, like I've messed up so many ways. People need to understand that. Everyone's human. People need to see that our politicians are not perfect. The good ones. We know the bad ones aren't perfect, but even the good ones aren't perfect. And there needs to be more of a understanding of truth and grace. And so, yes, Micah, I'm stealing that from you because I, I, I do believe that. I believe that we need to speak truth. And oftentimes the people that love us the most are the ones that are not scared or do not care to hurt our feelings by telling us the truth. Mm -hmm. As a Christian inside the church, yes, everyone is welcome in the church. Everybody, whether you're trans, whether you're uh, a drug user or an adulterer or whatever it is, that's what the church is there for. Mm -hmm. The church is not, the church is like a, a, if, if a hospital was filled with nothing but healthy people. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Makes no sense. The church is there for unhealthy people, for the sinners, right? Which we all are. I think no matter if you're a Christian or not, you this is the funniest thing to me. Well, do you believe like sinning is real? Most people would be like, yeah, like sinning's real yeah. do, or doing bad things is real, yeah. right? Uh, you know, however you want to label it, it's all based around the same thing. A sin or doing something bad, same difference. Who hasn't done something bad? Who hasn't sinned? I probably, without even realizing it, have sinned 20 times today already and didn't even know it. No, we all have. Exactly. And, and, and that's what church is for. But when people step inside the church door, when people step inside your home and you claim to be a Christian, when you go to your office space and you claim to be uh, pro-America or pro-faith, pro-family, pro-freedom, you have an obligation to live in the tension between truth and grace, okay? It is no different than a parent having so much grace with their child that the child never learns and they turn into an evil spawn degenerate mm -hmm. that then becomes an adult, which is a detriment to society because you showed so much grace that they never learned anything. No, you have to have those conversations that aren't fun, but like 
you may hurt someone's feeling. Christianity is not always going to be this super easy, nice little feely, feel good thing. Like sometimes it's going to hurt people's feelings, but it's the truth and they have to know it. Yeah. I, I you know, I, and, and what I want to do next is I want to talk to you guys about, like I said, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start taking legitimate topics that people legitimately care about. And we're going to start talking about those along with breaking news that's going on in the political world. But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold to protect the savings that you have, to protect what matters to you and your family, and that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver, and precious metals. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. In this different episode out, uh, you know, I, I, and like I said, I, I titled this one God First, America Next for a reason, because you know, we're fixing to go through not a change of drastic proportions, but more of a change of bringing it back to what actually matters. So it's like, you know, if all we ever do is focus on big government and what's going on in big government, if that's all we ever do, which we went from a time of not not focusing on it at all. And now I feel like we've gone too far to the right, metaphorically, if you will. And that's all we focus on. And we're not focusing on the fact that divorce rate is higher than it's ever been. Divorce rate being higher than it's ever been has nothing to do with what's going on in D.C., in fact, did you know that 95% of people don't even know who's on the ballot till three months before the vote? Wow. Okay, that's, that's the reality. More people can't figure out how to make their marriage work than, than they have any clue about you know, oh, the, you know, the, 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 the primaries are in May or June. And then, uh, the general election for the midterms is in November and blah, blah, blah. All those things are important. And we're going to continue to expose that. We're going to continue to expose how I do believe that the government elites want 
what's going on in our society and the, and the, the, the deconstruction of the American economy. And they want to eliminate the middle class. But most importantly, they want to eliminate morality within mm-hmm. our society. And that's what we have to fight for above all else is the morality of our society. Because I, I hate to break this to the non-Christian listeners. But you would not be an American if it wasn't for Christianity. You would not have the freedoms that you have today if it was not for Christianity. And the irony of people that are like, oh, don't you start talking about Christian stuff to me because I'm an American. The irony that you think that you would even have the ability to say that if it wasn't for Christianity is insane. Well, you know, no, we are able to say that because of the Constitution. Well, yeah, but they wrote the Constitution under the under the the divine hand of God and Christianity. The end. Judeo-Christian, like I mean, like Roman Greco Judeo-Christian, like the four words uh, that that define how the Constitution was even written in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking a course right now, the history of the church, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it's it's amazing what you learn when you put things in context. And, 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 and the finality of this episode will be this. And this is what I hope that you get you 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 take something out of this, a a morsel, if you will. Alyssa would call it a nugget. Um, you know, I had an instructor in recruiter school. You know, I'm about to give you a tasty nugget right here is. Stop acting like you're perfect. Stop acting like, uh, you know, everybody's attacking the founding fathers right now. And there's people like we played that episode the other day um, on uh, The View where the guy that looked like Don King was on there saying, well, you know, the Constitution needs to be gotten rid of because, you know, the founding fathers were slave owners. They were this. They were that. They were blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Ben Franklin was a sex addict. Oh, he was crazy. Ben Franklin and a lot of people didn't even like Ben Franklin back in the day. Okay. George Washington. Yeah. Slave owner. Thomas Jefferson. Slave owners. These were flawed people. John Adams committed adultery on his wife. These are horribly flawed people. But if Ben Franklin hadn't been a part of Francis weird sex cults disappearing in their caves for three weeks at a time, I'm serious. Do some research on this. The relationship with France had not would not have been there for France to come help us win the Revolutionary War, which then led to America being America. All of these things that seem imperfect and seem horrible when you look back in hindsight, God doesn't use the perfect. God doesn't use the people that honestly are... God uses the things and the people that seem to be the less, the, 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 the least qualified, the least, uh, adapt, uh, to, I mean, he's looking he uses at broken people. He uses broken, flawed people that believe in him who are not perfect. Just because you become a Christian, you believe in God, all of a sudden you're this perfect thing. <laughs> Hardly. No. That's Still not make mistakes. That's not true at all. Uh, if you're an alcoholic and you've been sober for 30 years, guess what you still struggle with every single day? Wanting to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
Okay? It's the same thing. Christianity is the same way. We're all flawed, broken people, and we make mistakes. If you look at every... People want to look back at the founding fathers and say, well, we can't we can't put too much emphasis on the Constitution. Look who wrote it. Look who these people were. They were flawed people. They made all these mistakes. They did all this stuff. Yes, and they also issued in the way to fix those things. If you look at every character in the Bible, everyone that you know, Noah, Moses, King David, D- David uh, Saul to Paul, like all these people, Doubting Thomas, all these people were flawed, horrible people that God did amazing things for. In fact, if you want to really look at it, look at poor Job. Job was probably the most qualified out of everybody, and buddy, he got it handed to him, (laughs) you know, pretty much to prove a point. Mm -hmm. And I love... I love the passage in the Bible, and, and I'm not a preacher, so I'm not going to try to quote it to you, but 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 it's in the book of Job, and Job finally is like, I'm going to do it in Graham language. Dude, what's up? I mean, I literally have served you my whole life, and, and you're you're letting all of this happen to me. Yeah. And then I always imagine that God is kind of sarcastic. Jesus may not have been, but I like to believe that God's kind of sarcastic in the grand scheme of things. It's kind of like I would imagine, you know, like super intelligent people always come off as kind of brash. Yeah. Because they're just so, <laughs> they're just so much smarter than you. Uh, I, You know, God pretty much looks down at him and he's like, do you know how many stars there are in the sky? Do you know how many grains of sand there are on the beach? Then shut up. He didn't say that, <laughs> but, but it kind of, you know, like pretty much like, look, I'm in control. Yeah. I know what's happening. He, and yeah. he says that we are not equipped to understand his thinking. We are not capable of understanding. If, if God was to truly like let our brains understand everything, we would explode. Our head would explode. I yeah. truly believe that. It would be like an overload, right? You ever try to overload a hard drive? doesn't work. It burns up and it crashes and it's dead, right? We are puny little little specks in the grand scheme of things. And so I do. If you want to know where I stand, I believe that we have 60 to 80 years on this planet if we're lucky. And I do. I believe that it's what we do in those 60 to 80 years that is a blip on the radar okay here's the truth all right you really want something to take home with you today here's the truth you're two generations away from being forgotten yeah everybody unless you're a person that's able to accomplish something so great that they'll talk about you for forever which is 0.01 percent of the uh, of the world population throughout history um You are two generations away from being forgotten. Your kids and your grandkids will remember you. Your great-grandkids probably won't. They will hear about you. Correct. So you're two generations away from being forgotten. How does that make you feel? The average person lives between 60 to 80 years. The silence in your car lets me know that that profound thing has hit you the way that it's supposed to 
You are two generations away from being forgotten. Nobody, me, I'm not going to be, no, even though we have all this stuff, I promise you, they will not write about me in a history book. They won't. They won't. I, I, when I die, my grandchildren will remember me. And maybe because I have a book out, maybe one of my great grandkids one day will read their great grandfather's book. I, I don't know. And I took the picture, so my picture will be remembered. Yeah. There we may, go. Yes, maybe so. <laughs> but 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 no one's going to write about me in the history book. However, for eternity, I believe you either go to heaven or hell. That's what I believe. Yeah. That's what I believe, and 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 I know it to be true. And so I believe when we die, we have two judgments. Right. And even if you don't believe in heaven or hell and you believe that this is it, this should make your life even more of a ticking time bomb that you have to do something that matters. Okay. Because here's what I also want to say to you if our life really is just our life and none of it matters, then why do we have any rules at all? Why try to not be the most selfish, self-centered jerks ever if none of it matters anyway? So I, I, I say that you know that that's not true. Everybody knows it's not true. Why worry about being a good person if it doesn't matter? Yeah, if nothing matters, man, it's every man for himself. Do whatever it takes. But, but, but that's what I'm trying to get at. So we have this limited amount of time to do things that matter in the longevity of everything. And what I've learned is I'm a Christian first and I'm an American second. Now, does that mean that anything is going to change for me? Absolutely not. But, but, but I do, I believe God first America next. That's what I believe. And that's the direction that I really truly believe that we're going to take on this show. Okay. Because if we don't, as people, not even saying as Christians, if we don't, as people, start addressing and start taking on the societal issues along with the political issues at the same time, then this will be China one day. And this will be Canada 2.0 one day. And then my great grandchildren will grow up in a country and in America that they are not allowed to practice religion freely, mm -hmm. that they are not allowed to teach their children that marriage is defined as a man and a woman. Sorry. That's what I believe. That's how I feel. I have many friends that are in the LGBTQ community and I love them and I talk to them all the time as equals because I am no better than them. But if they ask me point blank, do I agree with their marriage? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't agree with that in the first place. Um, you know, I saw Charlie Kirk, you know, somebody always tries to trip Charlie Kirk up with that. Um, ask them about that. And they're like, OK, OK, uh, well, you know. Do you believe that it being legalized was wrong? Yeah, I do. I believe it shouldn't have been legalized because marriage is defined as the joining of a man and a woman. And they're like, well, would you support legislation coming down, making it illegal again? And Charlie Kirk said, would I support it morally? 
Yes. Do I think it, it will pass? No. We're too far down the rabbit hole. Uh, and, and I think that there's more important fights to be had, like the fight for life right now. I do. I believe that that's a more important fight. Honestly, yes. I, I believe that the fight for life is probably the de facto biggest fight that we have right now. Gay marriage, all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it morally right? No. Uh, America, freedom. Sure. Yeah. All right. You're you're a free American. You can do whatever you want to do. You're also an adult and you can make your own decisions yeah. uh, when you know the fact we have. Again, I talked about this in church when I spoke at the last church last week, last week, they voted in the House and the Senate on whether abortions should be allowed federally. All the way up to term. Mm. And every single Democrat in the House said yes, and every single Democrat in the Senate but one said yes. We have people that are in the legislature of our government creating laws and trying, thank God it didn't pass, trying that to pass legislation that truly believe that we should have the legal right to murder a life all the way up to term in pregnancy. This wasn't about the heartbeat bill. This wasn't about the argument of when life begins, which if you cannot prove it otherwise, you have to default to life begins at, this, at, at uh, conception. almost said deception. That's what they're trying to do. We have lost our morality in this country. And whether you're a Christian or not, if we do not bring back the morality of our society, then none of these politics, none of these anything, none of this matters. Our politics are being defined by the morality in our society. As they say in church, it's the heart issue. Correct. We don't have a gun issue. We have a heart issue. We don't have a we don't have an elected fish, uh, official issue. We have a heart and corruption issue. If the heart's not fixed, nothing else will change. Correct. Like I said before, and it, and it occurred to me that everything that I've been saying from the political lens is actually a, a a biblical lens. At the same time, I've been saying I used to believe that DC was the disease, and what was happening in our states were the symptoms from that disease. Now I realize, after running for Congress myself, that the problem is actually within the states. And who we're sending into D.C. is a direct reflection because the disease is in the states. Why is the disease in the state in the in the states? Because we're not taking care of our immune system and we're allowing these diseases to come in. What is our immune system? It is our morality as a society. Without morality, everything will deteriorate. Everything falls apart. And that is exactly what is going on in our world right now. And so the last thing I'm going to say is this. First of all, I think I've been pretty clear about what I'm, what we're doing moving forward. I'm actually really excited about it. But the last thing I'm going to say is my favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 16.3. And, you know, there's a lot of different translations of the Bible, but it says, commit to the uh, Lord all your works and your plans will succeed. The redneck version is, uh, you know, believe in God and 
stuff will work out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, a lot of people read that and they hear that and they process that and they think, oh, if I give my business to the Lord, I'm going to be a millionaire. Nope, not the way it works. And, you know, if I give my congressional campaign over to the Lord, then I'm going to win Congress. And what I've learned is a lot of times success to God sometimes looks a lot like failure to us. God's about bringing us closer to him in morality, not necessarily monetary success. Correct. And sometimes committing your works to the Lord and your plans will succeed. God's talking about your kingdom purpose, your eternal purpose, Mm -hmm. your soul's purpose. He's not talking about your money purpose. He's not talking about your famous purpose. He's not talking about any of that. So a failure to God or excuse me, a failure to us is a success to God. And sometimes a success to God feels a lot like pain to us. It feels a lot like heartache to us. It feels a lot like turmoil to us. But what it's doing is it's getting us ready for what actually our next step is. And the last thing I want to say is this. For those of you who have got something from this, some of you I realize. You've probably skipped this episode or you've unsubscribed from the channel already because you're like, oh, no. This is who I really am. This is who I've always been. If you've read my books, this is, this is, this is what I think and this is how I feel. And here's what I'm going to say to the person listening to this. And if you are listening to this and this message has encouraged you, and you've got nuggets in this. Let me say this to you, because some of you right now need to hear this. God's telling you to do something. Something deep down inside of you is saying, I need to change this or I need to change that. Do it. Jump. But there is never a jump without sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The end. There is never a jump without sacrifice. And a lot of times that sacrifice is getting ready. I say it in the business world. Sometimes you got to take two steps back to leap forward. Well, same thing in the culture world. Sometimes you got to give up some stuff to gain a lot. And last but not least, the worst thing you can ever do is believe that you are the best that you will ever be. This is the worst thing that you can do. That is the most defeating thing you can ever do. And that is simply not true because you should live every day to become a better version of yourself because we need good moral people in this country. We need good moral people who are not politicians, but are simply people to look at these people, Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians alike. We need people to look at people in our government, in our positions of leadership and in our churches and say, you are wrong. And I love you because I'm no better than you. As a Christian, we understand that. But this is not the way God wants it to be. And we have to fight for those things. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it inspired you. I hope that you got something out of this. If you like this new thing, let me know. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. I hope you do because this is the way that it's going. So 
Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, when we have something new besides the same old junk, we'll bring it to you. Share this message. Share this podcast. Give us five stars, and we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>